Maryland season is on the line against Nebraska. You are a Locked On Turf, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turf. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and Inside Maryland Sports. Dot com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first time deposit and match up to a hundred dollars. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Prize picks. The Terps season is absolutely on the line on Saturday at 12 o'clock at Nebraska. And I will tell you exactly why. It is already a down year for the Terps. Of course, we're on a four-game losing streak. We started 5-0, and and now we're at 5-4. and the, turn, the tables have legitimately completely turned, and how everyone views this season we were climbing the mountain, climbing the mountain, climbing the mountain, and now we're just going steeply down the mountain, falling down the mountain. But can we kind of level it up? Can we level it out this weekend against Nebraska? And maybe we don't climb back up completely, but are we able to start climbing the mountain a little bit more? But clearly it's a down year from what we expect from Coach Loxley, especially even after last year. We expected to improve from last year because we thought this was Coach Loxley's best team yet. A bunch of people said that. I said that. But so far, it's a down year. But this game really is going to decide our season. Our season is legitimately on the line against this Nebraska team. If you remember against Penn State, I said the Penn State game would make or break our season. That was different than this week. When I said that against for the Penn State game, I meant we're already so down and disappointed on how the year goes. It's really not going to be looked at as a successful year because of the teams we have lost to so far this year. And so, but if we beat Penn State, I still thought we could potentially make our season and the fans would still look at it as a good season because we beat one of the big threes and a top dog in college football. So that's why I said the Penn State game would make or break our season. But this is different because this Nebraska game, our season is just legitimately on the line in terms of bowl eligibility yet. We're currently five and four. You guys know how it works. You all know the rules for bowl eligibility. You have to get to six wins. No matter what, no matter who you've beaten so far, we have could have beaten Penn State, Ohio State, whoever. If we're not at six wins, we're not bowl eligible. So, And right now, we're five and four. So we need to get to six wins to find a way to get bowl eligible. And that really is where our program is at. We're not in a position to get like a New Year's Six Bowl and one of those really good bowl games. We're just not there, and that's not the type of season we've had. But if we get to a bowl game and win the bowl game, it you can somehow manif- 
you can somehow shape the picture to make it look like this was a successful season for the Terps. But overall, if we don't make a bowl game, it's going to be a lot of disappointment for the Maryland Terrapins. So our postseason hopes are on the line against Nebraska. And you might be like, Trey, but we still have three games left on the season. After this Nebraska team, we play maybe the best team in the country in Michigan. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know how you view the Maryland program right now. But we currently are not beating Michigan. I don't want to say never. But the way things are going, the way things are positioned right now, I don't really see us competing with Michigan. And that's just my honest truth. We've lost four straight, like I said. No, or Northwestern was able to score on us. Illinois was able to score on us. And then, of course, Penn State, we got blown out in a game where Talia didn't have a bad game at all. Talia started the game really good, and we still had no chance to win that game. So when our quarterback plays really well against Penn State, I would say – and we still didn't have a chance to win that game. And then we also lost Northwestern. I can't sit here and convince you guys that we are going to beat Michigan. That's just what it is. That's just how it is right now. I can't sit here and say that we are going to get Michigan. And so if we some reason drop this Nebraska game, which is totally possible, we'll talk about the spread later, it's predicted to be a close game, we could be in trouble down the stretch. Of course, there's still another game, last game of the season, against Rutgers, but if you haven't been keeping up with what Rutgers has done this year, they have had a very solid year for this Rutgers Scarlet Knights team. Right now, they're behind the big three in the Big Ten East. They're actually in front of us with a 3-3 three and three conference record. They have done some really good things with that Rutgers program overall. So that's not a guaranteed win. So even if we technically lose this game to Nebraska, could we somehow find a way to get bowl eligible in the last two? Maybe yes, but really how I'm looking at it is our season is on the line this week against Nebraska. That's how. That's what I think it is. That's what it is, and it's already a down year kind of for the Terps, for Coach Loxley. We kind of expected more from Talia maybe at times this year. It's really overall a down year for us, but this Nebraska game can maybe change it all and make it all okay. Maryland is 0-2 against Nebraska all time. How can we finally get a win against Nebraska? I'll talk about that after this ad from Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits, and I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. Will you realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether... You can get a refill or not get a refill on Viagra or any type of prescription. And this is possible because our friends at Jace Medical, 
Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills and have to have it. I order most of my daily meds with the year's supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than normal pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Maryland is 0-2 all-time against Nebraska, if you guys didn't know that. We have never beat Nebraska before. How can we end that streak and finally beat this team? How can we beat these guys and make it the first win against Nebraska, which is kind of weird to think about. But if you remember, Nebraska a while ago had some really good teams, some of the best college football teams in college football history were some of the Nebraska Huskers teams a while ago. They had some really solid teams. But how can we make it the first win against Nebraska? Number one, the first point I have to make is the offensive line play. Oh, my goodness. The offensive line play maybe had been the worst I've ever seen against Penn State. Before I had said our offensive line wasn't good, but it wasn't completely ruining games. But against Penn State, they can, they just made it so we didn't have a chance to win. It was that simple. We weren't going to beat Penn State because our offensive line wasn't going to allow us to. And I'm not saying if our offensive line would have played well, we would have won that game. But we didn't have a chance with how they played against Penn State. And yes, Penn State was awesome. Their defensive coordinator was awesome at drawing up pressures and different looks and different schemes and things that keep our offensive line unsettled and not knowing what to expect and really hard to pre-snap know who to block. They did a really good job of that. But at the end of the day, it was still one of the worst games I've seen in offensive line play, and the numbers back that up. I'm sure you guys didn't forget about last week's rushing, rushing performance where we rushed for negative 40 rushing yards and allowed Talia to be sacked six times. He was under pressure the entire day against that Penn State team, and somehow, some way, he was still finding a way to complete 17 straight completions to start the game and finish with a solid game, in my opinion. You guys might look at the turnover that he had and be like, Talia played terrible or whatever. No. I got some comments on this that he played bad against Penn State. He played awesome against Penn State because with the amount of pressure that our offense line was giving up and the quality of that Penn State defense, for him to start the way he did and play the whole entire day and try and keep us in the game, I think he deserves our props to say he had a very good game. But if Nebraska is able to just get that much pressure, which I don't think Nebraska is as good as Penn State on defense. But don't get me wrong. Nebraska has some really good players along their defense, and that unit on their defensive side is very solid. But if our offensive line play can just get to average, average. I'm not even asking for good. I'm asking for average. 
because I'm trying to be realistic with how we can win the game. I'm not going to sit here and say we throw the ball well, we run the ball well, we block well, we get turnovers, the defense stops the run, the defense stops the pass. That's unrealistic. I'm saying can we get average, average, middle of the ground, on a scale of 1 to 10, maybe a 6 on the offensive line play. I'm not asking them to not allow a sack the entire day or a pressure the entire day or make big gaps in the run game the whole entire game. But I'm making it, I'm asking, can we rush for above negative 40 yards against Nebraska? And a big part of that was some of the sack numbers that we had, but the sack numbers came from the pressure that the offensive line was giving up. So the run blocking was terrible last week. Terrible. Our leading rusher was Billy Edwards with like three yards. And he came into the game late. So our offensive line play has to play at least average to allow our offense to actually do something. Because we couldn't pick up a fourth and one. We couldn't pick up a, a third and one. Talia did an awesome job of getting us into third and shorts. Fourth and shorts. Did a really good job at that. And that's what you want to do against a Penn State team. You want to have it on third and manageable so that their pass rushers can't just come flying in. And we literally couldn't block them well enough to be able to convert very many of those. So I'm looking at the offensive line play. That's number one thing that we have to do to beat this Nebraska team. Don't let Nebraska's defense beat us. That's my second thing. In other words, our offense needs to score. Because if we look at this Nebraska team, they like to play muck it up kind of a defensive battle kind of football. Nothing wrong with that style of football. If you look at some of their score scores from this year, 10 to 13 against Minnesota, 17 to 9 against Northwestern, 17 to 20 against Michigan. They like to play a defensive positional battle type of game. And that's not really what Maryland wants to do. Obviously, we want to get stops on defense, and obviously we want to score the ball. That's kind of the obvious goal of football. But just in terms of styles, Nebraska wants to just muck it up, and I don't want Maryland to play in that style of game because Maryland's not good at that style of game. We're not good in a defensive battle. I don't like us in that type of position, and I don't think it has to be that type of game. I think styles make fights, and it's important for Maryland to win the style battle because something is probably going to have to give. It's either going to be a low-scoring defensive type of battle, which I haven't seen much of from the Maryland Terrapins, or it's going to be more of a high-scoring volume type of game. But Nebraska's offense hasn't been really that like that at all, really that good at all. If you look at their numbers and the points that they put up per game and everything against quality opponents, Nebraska is nothing special when it comes to that. But So that's why I'm looking at Maryland and saying, don't let Nebraska play their style of game what they want to play where we're punting the ball a lot, we're playing that muck-up kind of football, we're undisciplined, we continue to have penalties and get to third and longs or we're not converting third and shorts, make sure you convert on third down and don't let it become a positional battle game because they're comfortable in that type of game. We like to throw the ball all over the place and throw the ball 40 times a game and put up 35 points. Nebraska, they want to play a more low-key type of game 
run the ball here, run the ball, run the ball, maybe take a pass there. They don't want to just play a shootout type of game. So make the style of game into the style of game that you're better at, Maryland. Put up points. Find a way to score early because that's, that's, the, that's the way to go. Find a way to score early and make Nebraska play from behind. That's what I was searching for. If we make Nebraska play from behind, I think we're set up perfectly for this game. So a fast start is going to be imperative. I didn't even think about that before the podcast. I was just more thinking about don't play their style of game. But now talking about it, a fast start would be perfect. They want to play with the lead and when it's kind of an even game. They don't want to play behind. We can play some behind, but we'd rather get out in front against this team. Get out in front because they don't want to play behind because their offense is really not that special and really not that explosive. Talia needs to play like last week. When he went 17 for 17 and tied the college football record for this season in terms of straight completions, he needs to play like that type of game. If we get elite Talia, and like I said, get out to that fast start, if Talia starts fast, then I think we can win the game if Talia is able to start fast and if Talia has a good game. I think we win if Talia has a very good game, and I expect them. I expect him to have a really good game. And maybe my last key, but a really important run, their quarterback loves the run game. He is a running quarterback, and he runs a lot. Their QB, Henrik Herberg, pulls the ball a ton and leads their team in rushing attempts. 118 carries for 477 yards. This guy can run. We cannot let him beat us with his legs on third down or fourth down or second, whatever down it is. Don't let this guy beat us with his legs, specifically on third down. Don't let him extend the drives with his legs. Because in terms of the passing game, he's nothing special. He's seven touchdowns to six interceptions. He's not going to go throw the ball all over the place. We don't have to worry about that. I'm looking at him and saying if we stop his run game, I think they're going to have trouble scoring, which they've had most of the year. And if we allow the run game to get going, they can probably do some stuff to our defense. I wouldn't be surprised. So stop the quarterback run game. He's their leading rusher. That's what they want to do. They want to pull it with him. Even when in passing situations, he can still pull the ball. So this is the point that I want to make about that. I think our defense needs to run more zone than man. And if we run man, I'd love to have a spy of some sort or eyes on the quarterback somewhere because that guy will pull it and run and really ruin your defensive gameplay. So if they want to run, if they want to come out and do a lot of quarterback run stuff, run zone so we have eyes on the quarterback or run some type of spy. And then also, also really important is that our pass rushers stay in their lush rush lanes, keep contained. You can't just rush any way you want against a guy like this. You can't do it because he'll get outside the pocket and rush for five, six yards. His long for the year is a 72-yard run. He's a 72-yard run. You don't just do that if you're not a running quarterback. You can't. You'll get caught. So stopping the quarterback run game is definitely a key 
to winning this game. Who wins this game? What's the score? Do the Terps cover the spread? We'll talk about that after this ad from Prize Picks. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first-time deposit. The Terps are going to beat Nebraska. I know we're on this four-game losing streak, and I know things look bleak and things look dull and dark. But the Terps, I think, win this game. I think we win this game. I think it's a bounce-back opportunity, and I think Nebraska doesn't match up very well against us in terms of our style of play. I think that we can score against their defense, even though they have a really good defense. But I think we bounce back against this team. And it's crazy to think that this team is second in the Big Ten West, only a game back of Iowa. The Big Ten West versus the Big Ten East is just a completely different animal. It's crazy to think that if we were in the Big Ten West, and I honestly wish we were, I wish we were in the Big Ten West, we could compete to go to a Big Ten championship which is honestly pretty crazy to think about where I've, what has happened in these last couple of games and everything and how this stretch has gone, that if we were on the other side of the Big Ten, we really could compete for a Big Ten championship. Because this team is second in the Big Ten West, and we're, we're two-point favorites against them on the road. Yes, Vegas has it as the Maryland Terrapins as a two-point favorite. So I think the Terps will cover this spread. I think the Terps win by at least two points. I think Talia comes out fast. I think Talia has a good game, and I think Nebraska can't play from behind. I think that's going to be the emphasis. The Terps want to get this bad taste out of their mouth really badly, and I think they do that this week because we're on a four-game losing streak, and everyone's looking at them and saying, Forget Maryland football. They do the same thing every single year. And maybe that's kind of seems true. And maybe I'm not disagreeing with that. But they're going to want to prove people wrong before everyone just hops on basketball season saying, we're still here. We still can put together a solid season, a bowl eligibility season, and still do some really good things. So I think the Terps win. I think Nebraska doesn't have the playmakers that we have on offense. And I think if Maryland just scouts this Nebraska team the right way and says we have to stop this quarterback run game, run zone, don't get out of your pass rushing lanes, make sure you keep contained, I think we can really truly win this game. Because I'm looking at both rosters. Nebraska's defense has kind of proven to be better than ours. But on a talent-to-talent, on paper, I'm not even sure their defense, if we compare player-to-player, is necessarily better than us. But they've played better than us but offensively I can safely say our offense is better than theirs so we're looking at a game where our offense 
might not have to score a ton of points. I don't know what this Maryland defense is going to do. I don't know what to expect. But if they can just limit Nebraska, a team that has had trouble scoring all year, and I don't expect them to go out and score 40 against us. I mean, I didn't expect Northwestern to have a big day against us, and they did. So who knows? But I'm hoping – I'm hoping that they clean some stuff up, and I think they will. I think I'm going to say this. I think our defense has a solid day against Nebraska. There's not a whole lot of scary stuff on the Nebraska offense. So I think our defense has a good day. I think our offense has a solid day, a good enough day to win the game, and I think we win by above two points. Final score prediction, I'm going to say 23 23 to 18. I'll say 23-20. to Close game, maybe a little bit more of a defensive-sided game, but the offense is still able to pull through, and we cover the spread of two points. Let me know your predictions down in the comments, but please like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. Tomorrow, Maryland basketball has a game, so we'll be previewing that. And then after the game against Nebraska on Saturday, we will go live and talk about that game and a post-game show of that So make sure you like and subscribe because it's basketball season, it's football season, and we got you covered here on Locked on Terps. So thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.